Those who had heard the rumours must have been surprised to discover the real tastes of the philosopher of pleasure. There was no grand house. The food was simple. Epicurus drank water rather than wine and was happy with a dinner of bread, vegetables and a palmful of olives. Send me a pot of cheese so that I may have a feast whenever I like, he asked a friend. Such were the tastes of a man who had described pleasure as the purpose of life. He had not meant to deceive. His devotion to pleasure was far greater than even the orgy accusers could have imagined. It was just that after rational analysis, he had come to some striking conclusions about what actually made life pleasurable. Unfortunately for those lacking a large income, it seemed that the essential ingredients of pleasure, however elusive, were not very expensive. Happiness An Epicurean Acquisition List 1. Friendship On returning to Athens in 306 BC, at the age of 35, Epicurus settled on an unusual domestic arrangement. He located a large house a few miles from the centre of Athens, in the Melite district between the marketplace and the harbour at Piraeus, and moved in with a group of friends. He was joined by Metrodorus and his sister, the mathematician Polyenus, Hermarchus, Leontius, and his wife Themista, and a merchant called Idomeneus, who soon married Metrodorus's sister. There was enough space in the house for the friends to have their own quarters, and there were common rooms for meals and conversations. Epicurus observed that, of all the things that wisdom provides to help one live one's entire life in happiness, the greatest by far is the possession of friendship. Such was his attachment to congenial company. Epicurus recommended that one try never to eat alone. Before you eat or drink anything, consider carefully who you eat or drink with, rather than what you eat or drink, for feeding without a friend is the life of a lion or a wolf. The household of Epicurus resembled a large family, but there was seemingly no sullenness nor sense of confinement, only sympathy and gentleness. We don't exist unless there is someone who can see us existing. What we say has no meaning until someone can understand, while to be surrounded by friends is constantly to have our identity confirmed. Their knowledge and care for us have the power to pull us from our numbness. In small comments, many of them teasing, they reveal they know our foibles and accept them, and so, in turn, accept that we have a place in the world. We can ask them, isn't he frightening? Or do you ever feel that and be understood rather than encounter the puzzled, no, not particularly, which can make us feel, even when in company, as lonely as polar explorers? True friends do not evaluate us according to worldly criteria. It is the core self they are interested in. Like ideal parents, their love for us remains unaffected by our appearance or position in the social hierarchy, and so we have no qualms in dressing in old clothes and revealing that we have made little money this year. The desire for riches should perhaps not always be understood as a simple hunger for a luxurious life, a more important motive might be the wish to be appreciated and treated nicely. We may seek a fortune for no greater reason than to secure the respect and attention of people who would otherwise look straight through us. Epicurus, discerning our underlying need, 
recognised that a handful of true friends could deliver the love and respect that even a fortune may not. 2. Freedom Epicurus and his friends made a second radical innovation. In order not to have to work for people they didn't like, an answer to potentially humiliating whims, they removed themselves from employment in the commercial world of Athens. We must free ourselves from the prison of everyday affairs and politics, and began what could best have been described as a commune, accepting a simpler way of life in exchange for independence. They would have less money, but would never again have to follow the commands of odious superiors. So they bought a garden near the house, a little outside the old Depylon gate, and grew a range of vegetables for the kitchen.